and lambs shall be friends. The sightless shall see then the speechless sing songs. The name of our God is the writer of wrongs, the writer of wrongs. Oh, says tomorrow the sun shall appear. Freedom is coming and healing is near. And I shall church here at the feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of the Universe. Mass is being offered for Albert D'Angelo. Please stand and welcome each other to Mass this morning. Our processional hymn this morning is found in the Gather Hymnal, number 520, number 520.
A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will look after and tend my sheep as a shepherd tends his flock. When he finds himself among his scattered sheep, so will I tend my sheep. I will rescue them from every place where they were scattered when it was cloudy and dark. And I myself will pasture my sheep. I myself will give them rest, says the Lord God. The lost I will seek out. The strayed I will bring back. The injured I will bind up, and the sick I will heal. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy, shepherding them rightly. As for you, my sheep, says the Lord God, I will judge between one sheep and another, between rams and goats. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. 
reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through man, the resurrection of the dead came also through man. For just as in Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all be brought to life, but each one in proper order. Christ the first fruits, then it is coming, those who belong to Christ, then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to his God and Father, when he has destroyed every sovereignty and every authority and power, for he must reign until he has put all enemies under his foot. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. When everything is subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to the one who subjected everything to him, so that God may be all in all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. disciples, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right, and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer the king and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for the least of your brothers or sisters, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger and you gave me no welcome, naked, and you gave me no clothing, ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or ill, or in prison, and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. 
the gospel of the Lord. All this mention of kingship reminds me of the one and only time when I sat on my own throne with a gold crown on my head. I was in sixth grade, and it was the school's spring play, directed by Sister Roberta, who had very high standards and a very big paddle to go with it. Now, in the play, I was King Winter, and I was soon to give up my throne to Queen Spring, and my attendants were three elves, my classmates, Billy Drapko, Philip Kaczurek, Rick Cernick. Now, these elves were to announce my arrival at court, not by blowing a trumpet, but one of those big plastic whistles, like you would win on the midway at Idora Park. Trouble is, those three forgot the whistle. And I could still see Sister Roberta from behind the left stage curtain saying, Cernic, Cernic, holding up the plastic whistle. And then she lobs the whistle across the stage. Cernic misses catching it. It hits the wall, falls to the floor, and breaks into a dozen pieces. So, no whistle to herald my arrival. But when I was announced as His Majesty, King of Winter, I came on stage, I went to my throne, I sat down, and the throne collapsed, <laughs> leaving me ruling as King Winter holding court on the stage floor on my dupa. So, that's my experience as king. But you know, maybe there's a lesson there. Maybe there's a little bit of wisdom in that theatrical disaster of many years ago. Wisdom that suggests that ultimately the power of any worldly king or monarch or ruler is fragile and ultimately temporary. And a look at history makes that very clear. We've got Francis Louis XIV reigned for 62 years. His reign long and magnificent, died leaving his country divided and bankrupt. Tsar Nicholas II of Russia would live in splendor until an unexpected revolution would bring execution to him and to his entire family. Now, there have been good kings, good queens, bad kings, bad queens, some that left things right and some who didn't. But still, no one's earthly power lasts forever, despite the ways one can fool oneself into thinking it can. And that's why we have today's feast. Jesus Christ, the King of the universe, because for us, there is only one king who ultimately should command our total allegiance. Only one monarch, one ruler, to whom we give authority over our lives, to whom we entrust our souls. And the pope who instituted this feast did so in 1925, Pope Pius XI. And the Pope looked around him at the world in which he was living, and he was deeply concerned about what he saw. Because there in Rome, in his backyard in Italy, the rise of Mussolini and fascism, he looked north and saw the growing strength of the Nazi party in Germany. He looked east and saw Russia firm in the grip of communism. He looked west across the Atlantic Ocean and saw the United States with tremendous income inequality. The rich getting richer, most of the people poor, workers without any rights or benefits. And he saw the world of his time 
as a place where there were all these loud and destructive voices clamoring for the allegiance of people for whom those powers really cared very little. And so the Pope said, we need to take one Sunday a year to focus on the one king who would always be there for us, the one king who would always love us, the one king who would never let us down. That king, of course, is Jesus Christ, a most unusual king, because the only crown that he ever wore was a crown of thorns. His only earthly throne was the cross on which he died to save us. But today's gospel gives us a very different picture of this king. The gospel of Matthew takes us to the end of time where we encounter this king on his royal throne in all of his glory, it is judgment day, the day of reckoning. And the king sits on his royal throne and proceeds with the great separation. He separates those who have lived by the standards of his kingdom from those who haven't. And he could not be more clear about those standards. This king is not going to judge us on our earthly reputation, certainly not on our worldly wealth, not even by our pursuit of excellence or perfection. This king will judge you and I by what we did for the least of our brothers and sisters, those who were hungry and thirsty, those who were sick or ill-clothed, those who were strangers, the prisoners, all those people that many would prefer not to see, let alone help. Now, the standards of his kingdom, as he lays them out oh so clearly, it can be bad news for many people who would like to see this Christian faith of ours reduced to just saying prayers, obeying rules and hoping that God will bless us with health and prosperity. All that important, but not ultimately important, according to the standards of this king. And his standards are bad news for those who make every excuse not to help those in need, especially when those in need are very different from them. But you need to know something. We need to know the heart of this king to understand those standards. Because this king of ours died for all of us, for every single person, no matter who they are, no matter where they're from, no matter how virtuous or vicious they might happen to be. No king has ever shown that kind of love. No other king has summoned us to that kind of love. And so it is that with love, the king lays down the great challenges before us as we ask ourselves, will we let our faith become something where we retreat into our own little comfortable world? Or will we help him build up his kingdom on this earth? Will we attempt to see his face to that person in need whether or not they're like us, whether or not we know them, whether or not they personally come to us? Will we give him authority over our lives? Or will we listen to other voices who keep us all wrapped up in ourselves? And finally, will we see him? Will we know him when he comes to us under the guise of a person in need? Or will we turn a blind eye to him and risk our very souls? I believe in one God, the Father and the Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord. 
Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, through God from through God, begotten God made, unsubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became For our sake he was crucified upon his body. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will not know it. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We rely upon the Lord's love and mercy as we bring forth our prayers. The God's people will serve Christ the King by caring for the spiritual and physical needs of his least ones. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, The leaders of governments will recognize the rights of the oppressed and honor the dignity of all. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, That Jesus will come quickly to save those who wait in suffering, pain, and despair. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That we who worship here will know the goodness and kindness of the Lord at this table. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That those who have died will find everlasting joy around God's throne. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, you sent your Son into the world to rule our hearts our minds, and our souls. Look with love upon us as we strive to follow him. Hear our prayers, for we make them through Christ our Lord. Amen. Second collection today, Religious Retirement. Please turn the gather hymnal to number 573, number 573. Jesus, Ruler, Christ. 
Pray with me, my brothers and sisters, that these our gifts might be acceptable to God, our Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hand for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. As we offer you, O Lord, the sacrifice by which the human race is reconciled to you, we humbly pray that your Son himself may bestow on all nations the gifts of unity and peace. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you anointed your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, with the oil of gladness as eternal priest and king of all creation, so that by offering himself on the altar of the cross as a spotless sacrifice to bring us peace, he might accomplish the mysteries of human redemption and making all created things subject to his rule, he might present to you an eternal and universal kingdom, a kingdom of truth and life, a kingdom of holiness and grace, a kingdom of justice, love, and so with angels and archangels, thrones and dominions, all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory. Holy, holy, holy Lord. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your 
Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. And giving you thanks, he said the blessing, gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. A mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection, and profess your resurrection, until you come again, until Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven. And as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the offering of your church, and recognize the one by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Spirit, may become one body, one Spirit in him. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with Mary, the Virgin Mother of God, with Joseph, her spouse, with the apostles, the martyrs, and all the saints. On his constant intercession in your presence, we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, your servant Francis, our Pope, all church leaders, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family here before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow upon this world all that is good. Through him, with him, in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. against us, and lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory of now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins, but upon the faith of your church, and graciously grant peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you and with your spirit. Let's offer each other the sign of peace. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Holy Mary, Mother of Yeah. 
prayers. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let us go forth in peace, glorifying the Lord by our lives. Thanks be to God. In the Gather Hymnal, number 568, number 568. Rejoice again, I say. 